Fandom comes with the territory of fame. Some people, however, can cross that line to where it's no longer called fandom, but their actions lead more toward manipulation, harassment, and stalking. These strange relationships can most likely be traced back to some fans' belief that artists only have their fame and money due to the fans themselves, so the artists owe them everything. In their eyes, their favorite entertainer is no longer a human being with feelings and emotions, but something they can toy with for their own satisfaction and benefit. Today, we will discuss strange events, weird encounters, and downright chilling stories that involve fans and our favorite country stars. Hello. Hello. We have a... I also had a fan. We have a fan in the room. <laughs> You're a fan, Morgan. That's true. Um, we have the... We about mentioned her on every episode uh, last season. Cornbread. Morgan Cornbread Williams is in the hizzy. I'm here. In the How hizzy. How you doing? I'm so excited to be here. It's great to have my two Alabama girls in the room. I don't, Al- I don't claim to be an Alabama well, girl. Well, she's wearing a Tennessee shirt. But yeah, we'll okay. talk about it. Well... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I don't know where Go Liz balls. claims to be from. Where do you claim to be from? Nowhere. Okay. Well, her parents live in Alabama, so... <laughs> um, the Williams family and the Fletchers are the most hospitable people I've ever met. Like, they just bring this little country girl in, or not country, Kentucky girl in and make her feel at home all the time. So, we it's try. cool to have y'all both here. Try real hard. <laughs> we try real, real hard. <laughs> so... Um, Morgan and I met at the Opry. I thought her name was Kylie at first. And I thought you were a manager. Yeah. I was only like two weeks on the job, so I, I must give off this vibe of like leadership or something. I don't know. I don't I'm, know what I'm, it was. I always say, I met Whitney sweeping the floor of the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> That's such a, that'll be on our biography. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I met Liz at the Grand Ole Opry, and then through me, through social media, Y'all mm-hmm. two have kind of like talked on social media, but this is a first encounter meeting, right? Yeah, we're in a and real basically. relationship. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, cool. I remember though, like, I thought you were kind of scary at first. Everyone does. But um, I remember <laughs> we were. <laughs> We Sorry, were on the stage one day making videos and stuff. And, yeah, on, um, on the clock. Yeah. And we were always goofing. Just goofing off, and Liz was kind of like standing to the side, and I was like, she's going to say something to us. And you were like, no, just go ahead. Like, I'm enjoying even watching y'all. And I was like, okay, she's cool. Yeah. I think I was crying. Um, I was crying in the middle of the circle. <laughs> you were. And then I like <laughs> fell crying into the balcony, into the, um, the pews. The pews. That's right. I remember that. I really respected the Church of Country Music, yeah. honestly. So, I mean, it, well, is, is that building called the Church of Country Music? No. It's not. Okay, no. well. Well, the Ryman. Yeah, the Ryman, but. We can call it the church. Whatever. Y'all got the point. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted, it's the bigger church. I wanted to be very like technical about it, but right. um, we're so glad to have you. How was the drive? It was good. It was really pretty. I don't come out this way a whole lot, but um, I liked it. I, and if I do come this way, it's usually like at night time, so I never see the mountains and all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're here at my parents' house, so mm-hmm. if you hear a peacock or you hear a door, don't. it'll be fine. Listen. <laughs> uh, Keith and Rose... Okay, Rose is making 
like homemade food with farm fresh <laughs> ingredients from their garden. I'm like goal. Like I want to be her when I grow up. Yeah. My dad my dad will go, You see these beans right here? They're from my garden. That's awesome. That's you see these like tomatoes my- right here? They're from my garden. That's okay, awesome. this is my dad. Okay. Kind of like my dad when we drive by a house that he worked on the air conditioner. He's like, Whitney, I fixed that air conditioner right there. Whitney, <laughs> I changed the filter right there. I'm like, neat. My dad does that too because he used to be, um, he used to cut timber. So he'll be like, I cut that timber about 25 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's woods again, so maybe you can do it again. <laughs> Get right on back out here, daddy. <laughs> Okay, so today we're going to be talking about crazy. It's originally, to be honest, originally this episode was supposed to be about like crazy fan moments during meet and greets, which I'm sure you have some stories because yeah. we worked some meet and greets. But I've realized that country stars are very hush hush about like weird encounters during meet and greets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a lot of material, and I can understand that because they try to. In country music, it's very fan based, mm-hmm. so they, I guess they wouldn't want to rub people the wrong way so we're going to talk about stalkers and weird encounters like that so uh, do you know who megan and liz is or i don't i love them actually i I actually stalk them okay (laughs) (laughs) we're maybe talking about you today i don't know so um i remember they used to do covers on youtube Mm -hmm. and then they were from michigan i think and then they moved to nashville around the same time i did i was like oh Hmm. um mayor lauterbach Mm mm-hmm she dated a guy who was best friends with one of their husbands. Okay. Small world. But anyway. Yeah. They used uh, to live on my street. Oh, okay. So we... Let's bring them on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So um, they recently encountered a crazy stalker situation. So um, a woman a woman was stalking both the stars. And she had 58 Instagram accounts <laughs> to stalk the two sisters. That's a lot of work. Holy do you cow. have a do you hold down a job? Right. Is, what, is this your job? Do people get paid for this? Anyway, um, these accounts were created all within the last year, so since 2022. Mm. And along with creating these accounts, the women sent her the woman sent harassing emails that included threats of physical harm. Um, she stated that she wanted them shot, and she threatened to sabotage any kind of endorsements or business partnerships that the duo had. And these girls are just singing songs out of their bathroom. That's all they're doing. They, well, yeah, now they have, like, deals and stuff. But at first, they that's where they started was singing that's, in the room. That's wild. And um, the crazy messages don't end there because the lady went as far as to encourage one of the sisters to unalive herself mm. and her unborn child, which is, like, a, it's one that's thing nuts. to do yourself, but to threaten somebody's child, it's like... Oh, yeah, you don't do that. You're cuckoo bananas. Mm-hmm. Um so investigators finally got hold of this woman um, about all the craziness and of course she denied it saying she has proof of her innocence on her phone but she doesn't have her phone on her so they had her in the investigation room they're like she's like no i have i have um proof of this and she said she didn't have her phone on her to show it um but after saying she didn't have her phone on her she pulled it out from under her clothing and it was at this point that girly pop admitted that she began all this harassment because of a rude comment that the duo allegedly said to her friend on TikTok. Oh my gosh. Is it that deep? I really need to know. No. And I, your name is Girly Pop. 
No, I, I can't take no, it no, no, seriously. No. <laughs> I just called her girly pop. I wondered that too. I was like, I was like, that's weird. This bitch has 58 Instagram accounts threatening violence, and she goes by the nickname girly pop. No. <laughs> oh my gosh! But I'm just like, first of all, like, no, this is no. Like, Megan and Liz are definitely above where I'm at in my career, but, you know, they're not, like, Faith they, Hill. They're not Carrie Underwood, yeah. so I don't, mm, you got to have some anger issues with I that. I dare someone sure. come after us. I dare ya, girly pop. That lady, that lady on TikTok that was, when I sang the freaking, Oh, yeah, um, she was like, actually. You had the lyrics wrong. I'm his biggest fan. And then she has audacity to get on there and sing herself. <laughs> I never, well, okay. I, I don't think I ever saw her singing, but I did end up looking up her account. Oh, we've got it. We'll show you. <laughs> like, that gum. Um, I know you know this. Okay, this is one thing with Liz and Morgan where I, we, when I moved to Nashville, I felt so out of place because I was like, oh, I'm going to go there. I'm going to meet all these people that love real country music. Yeah. And then you get there and it's like L.A. Yeah. yeah. And it's yeah. like, oh gosh. Nash- and then I met people like y'all that really love some good country music mm-hmm. and like love the history of it and everything. So, you know who Steve Warner is. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, he had a stalker. And it gets really <laughs> crazy. Um, so, during a meet and greet back in 1989, the year Taylor Swift was born. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, Our and, queen. And, and my other queen, Liz. Yeah. Um, I come above <laughs> Taylor Swift. But my okay. bad. <laughs> My Both brother was also dead to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here like rock on. Yeah, yeah Liz was like, if they're gonna say my name, and then I said Taylor Swift, <laughs> and I just civil ward you. I just deadpan. <laughs> oh yeah, we had a photo shoot yesterday, and we were. I just felt like a big cheese ball because I was just like the whole cheese, time, cheese. and I was like, I just need a serious photo real quick. So I said civil war, and Liz was like, what? I said, look like you're in the civil war. <laughs> look like you want to die. <laughs> And we look were like, like you have nothing to live for. <laughs> Real quick. Every so it's become I'm my new a, favorite. Every time I'm on a horse with my sister, like I can never just take that seriously. And I just look and I'll say, take my picture. I look like I'm in the Civil War right now. <laughs> okay. See, so, you get it. Yeah. I'm dead. I can't take my, I couldn't, t- I haven't been on a horse in years. Probably couldn't get on one nowadays. Um, I love when I go on dates and the guy has a big old truck and I'm like, yeah, he's Let getting me get in that my thing. Left leg up there. You did that getting in my Jeep. Yeah, <laughs> very true. I could not do that today because my knee's messed up, and mm. I have to use my knee to get into your Jeep. Yeah. But anyway, where was I going with this? Uh, the meet and greet back in 1989. Okay, yeah, okay. Back yeah. to Steve Warner. Back to Steve Warner. <laughs> I don't know where that tangent was going, but anyhow, we love we love Steve Warner. So, country music singer Steve Warner. Mm. He met one of his fans. A woman named Linda Marie Shin. And I just outed her. <laughs> well, it's public it was in an record. article. It was an article. It's and public I'll, record. Yeah. Don't run that up the hill. <laughs> Do not. Um, so little did Steve know that this one encounter would mark the beginning of a 24. 24. That's a long <laughs> ass time. Your old saga of lies and stalking by Shin. One of the biggest lies Shin used to get Steve's attention was that her son had terminal cancer. Down bad. That's yeah, there ain't no coming terrible. back from that one. 
Yeah. Um, like any person with a heart, Steve felt for the woman. However, mm-hmm. it would take a couple years for Steve and his team to realize that this was all a scam. And once that was determined, Shin was banned um, from gaining backstage access, but somehow she still made it back there. Because rats <laughs> always find a hole. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like, I work backstage. And maybe I was a little anal about it, but if I saw somebody out of pass, I'd be like, what are you doing back here? <laughs> Where's your lanyard? <laughs> Like, you look like the rest of them. Did you make that on a freaking cricket? Actually, can I just say, can I just say real quick, when we're giving tour guy tours backstage at the mm-hmm. Aubrey, I, one time I was like, Jim, why are the lanyards different colors for different nights? And he said, because if green was Saturday and you're here on a Tuesday and it's yellow, I know that you're sneaking in. And I, was like, I know them no. colors. <laughs> I was like, it was a smart like in a growl. Oh, yeah. In a real growl. <laughs> the Opry had so many characters. Like, you could, it could be a show like The Office. For it could. Oh, for sure. How many times did you do, like, The Office look to the camera, like, all the time? <laughs> like, my, my whole tour was probably like, what the hell is she looking <laughs> So, anyway, back to the shin. Sorry. Um, no. <laughs> Bless her whore. Crazy. Um, just... Okay, what, um, I'm trying to read my Jeff, edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> or leave it in, I don't care. Okay, so, Steve was performing on a cruise line, and Miss Shen took it upon herself to call the cruise line and talk with the crew on the boat. <laughs> I have never been this dedicated to anything in my life. <laughs> Not even this podcast. Like, if I put this much passion in this podcast, we might be number one. <laughs> we, should, we should channel LMS. Yes. Um, she stated that she was a family member of Mr. Warner and was needing to speak to him immediately about a family emergency. And uh, immediately. Um, Steve would come <laughs> to figure out that this was not a family member after all, but it was Linda. Linda, Linda, Linda. <laughs> And the family emergency um, she was desperate to tell him about was that her son had an abscess tooth. Oh, my God. (laughs) My son's got a toothache. Be so for real, Linda. (laughs) She was wondering if he could bring her some salt water. (laughs) I'm trying to think of a Steve Warner song that would, uh, would relate to this abscess tooth issue. I don't know, though, but... Um... I know. Is his song There's Hoes in the Floor of Heaven? That's him, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay. There's Hoes in his Tooth. (laughs) 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 Oh my Um, God. A few more examples of weird behavior that Steve Warner had to put up with from Linda Lou. I don't know. What was her middle name? Marie. LMS. (laughs) Linda Marie. That's my middle name. (laughs) You know the Marie's. Okay, so anyway, uh, some. Other examples of weird behavior from Linda were continuous letters in the mail asking for money, even ones including descriptions of furniture in his house. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? You get like the eye twitch. <laughs> um, I have a big fear of windows. Like, I, yes, oh, that's true. Oh my God. God. I forgot about that. Um, she... <laughs> I'm scared of glass, and I'm scared of people watching me. I'm scared of glass. <laughs> I want to be, like, very clear. It's not like I'm scared of the actual Like window. George Glass from yeah. 
Brady Bunch. <laughs> um, she would show up to meet and greets randomly. Um, we've all worked meet and greets, and you've always you get that feeling around certain yeah. people. You're like, this could go weird any minute now. Yeah, this one's a cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, they have this weird look in their eyes. Are like cocoa. It's for like glass over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> calling into radio stations during interviews. <laughs> man's just trying to promote his CD. I know. He's like, fucking Linda, give me a break. <laughs> Linda, go on vacation. I'll pay. <laughs> um, she not only called Steve, um, she called his employees, his family, and his booking agent. I mean... How do you get his booking agent's number? It was the 80s. It was the 90s. I feel like it was a this little bit more... This needs to work for the FBI. She needs to put her talents where they should really um, matter. She claimed... I can't. I can't. This next one. She claimed that Steve and Warner did it all the time. Did it? Dang, wink, wink, dang, nod, dang, nod. Dang. Um, they did it all the time spiritually. Spiritually. So she masturbated. Oh. She diddled herself. She diddly dude. Oh. To okay. Steve Warner. Spiritually. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> She's acting like this is a holy matrimony thing. Like this is a... Oh, Steve. <laughs> oh, fine-looking gentleman, but, you know, I can see if it was Trace at, you know, like, that's somebody's true, like, do you know how many people do it spiritually? <laughs> <laughs> like, she's acting like this is some religious thing. Yeah, Don't call it spiritually. Um, she also said that she is a clairvoyant. Hmm. Tracks. <laughs> Clearly, spiritually. <laughs> people who would say that get tracks. And communicates with Warner's mother all the time. Warner's mother was dead. Oh. So, Another step of disrespect. Um, she also made... Yikes, that is wow. Yeah. She also made threats via social media. She had tickets to see Steve at a show, and she warned that if she didn't get to see him, that Warner would know uh, what would happen, and he wouldn't like it. A little threat. And this would lead... <laughs> this would lead to Shin getting arrested at the Nashville International Airport in May 2012. I was graduating at the time, graduating high school, but she was getting arrested on the famous carpet. At BNA. <laughs> BNA girl. So much has happened on that carpet. In my know? notes, I said, not BNA girl, not BNA. <laughs> That's how passionate you were. It's literally in your notes. Yeah. Not BNA girl. Damn, your disappointment. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so this led to Warner uh, seeking a restraining order, which he got granted in 2013. When media KHOU11 reached out to Shin for comment, she said that she never said her son had cancer. Mm. She also claimed that Warner finally seeking legal action was a PR stunt in order to promote his album that was coming out later that year. How is that promoting his album? (laughs) Don't give yourself that much credit. (laughs) You know what? I heard Steve Warner has a stalker. I'm going to have to go listen to that album. <laughs> you know? If it's worth stalking over. <laughs> must be For 24 years. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> I don't know how to say this, but uh, Linda has passed on. Um, she crept. <laughs> Rest in peace, Linda. Um... Oh, I don't think she's resting. She's causing mayhem up there, I'm she sure. She is. She is. Uh, <laughs> Doing things spiritually. You know what I mean? So this next story is so recent, 
and it's kind of scary. We're going to include Taylor Swift. You know, she started out in country music. Mm-hmm. It happened in Nashville, so we're going to include it. Uh, mm. Taylor Swift is definitely no stranger to stalkers. And back in March of 2003, this year, Mitchell Table caught the attention of police after sending threatening images of weapons to Swift's management team. Psycho. How are y'all getting the information of management teams? Exactly. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Because say I want to pitch my own music to them. How do I do that? <laughs> How do you I get, get these in the head numbers? Of, like crazy people. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lord. Table went on to create fake accounts on Instagram and began messaging two of Swift's dancers. Okay. Like, like her dancers have any pull. Like, yeah, they know her. They, yeah. They're probably just see her at rehearsals. But they also, like, yeah, right. they protect her, too. It's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, he went as far as reaching out to Taylor's dad. What's his name? Scott? Mm-hmm. Not Scott. <laughs> <laughs> not me and A. Not Scott. <laughs> Letting you, that's got to be the hashtags. Or if we use hashtags or anything, not Scott, not DNA. Um, letting him know, he reached out to Scott, letting him know that he would be the only one that would make her secure and that he was, in fact, her soulmate. Yikes. Um, based on her boosting the economy, I think she's pretty secure yeah. on her own. Mm-hmm. They're going to put secret service around her soon, probably. Yeah, I would call him girly pop. Boy pop, I don't know. Um, boy, boy, you crazy. Um, April fifth, the same day. Wait, what? This is like recently, April fifth. Yeah. Shoot. So on the same day, he sent messages to her dancers. He ended up messaging several state governor offices <laughs> and left them left them voicemails, letting them know that he was running for president. in a desperate state at this point. Holy cow. Um, His campaign was going to be a part of Swift's Eras Tour. Okay. And for the next month, he would send threatening messages and make threatening videos for Facebook regarding Taylor, saying things like, Swift needs to be shot. But he'll keep her safe. Let's not forget. How? Just how? Um, So May comes around and Swift is to play the Nissan Stadium. Table makes... Table? (laughs) <laughs> I forgot his name was Table. Uh, Table makes the... <laughs> oh, wait. Let me... Okay. Table makes the at least seven-hour trip from his home in Long Beach, Indiana. So, they kept saying Long Beach and not including Indiana. So, I thought... He... Long Beach sounds like something in California to me. Yeah. Right? yeah. Is there a Long Beach in California? Yeah. Okay. But it was Indiana, so it wasn't that long of a drive, but it was pretty long. Um, to the building of Taylor's penthouse, where he snuck in through a unlocked door and he ends up coming in contact with a security guard so naturally he tells them that he is a great looking well dressed and popular TV host (laughs) what the hell is this (laughs) MTV Cribs or something next time I meet somebody I'm going to be like I am a redhead and when I wear eyeliner I'm really pretty and (laughs) and I'm a podcast host (laughs) Um, and I'm running for president (laughs) So after he brags on himself, he says, um, he asks if Taylor's home. Yeah, she's just chilling right before she goes on stage at her house. But um, the security guard ended up calling the cops, but Table left before they arrived. Although Table had made it on the list of people to keep an eye out for, he somehow made it into Nissan Stadium. And I'm going to take a wild guess that it was probably because he was a great-looking, well-dressed, and popular TV host that they were like, (laughs) okay, let's just let him go. Um, But they ended up 
finding him in the stadium and they questioned him and then he drove back home to Indiana. He began posting again um, hateful and even racist posts. Where did the racism come from, bud? But um, he said, I went to Swift's apartment complex and anybody, in my opinion, that thinks it is illegal in any way to go to somebody's apartment to see if they want to meet should be killed. Gosh. Okay. Not intense at all. No. Um, they should die of a heart attack on, a, on the spot. In this tirade, he repeatedly used the N-word, and Swift's team was granted a restraining order on May 11th, but it was extended after he continued posting videos on May 16th and May 18th. In one of these videos, he said that he had a dying wish that anyone who had to do with them not meeting should be executed. He was arrested June 2nd, and Table pleaded not guilty to stalking. Okay, I have a question. Uh-huh. Was this gentleman white or black? He was white. Okay. That's why it's important that the N-word yeah. is noted. Yeah. Um, I will say, I looked up this guy's name. This is not the first time that he has made national news. Um, Super. He was in Arizona or something, and there was a bomb threat. But then I guess he this made even more news because he began liking Taylor Swift. I guess folklore really hit home for him. I don't know. <laughs> like, why is he... Taylor's white, too. Why is he even bringing the N-word right. into it? Why know. is he making racist posts? That makes no freaking sense. I don't know. But, okay. I mean, so you should at, never do it regardless. You're at the store, and it's like, vote for... What's his name? Michael Table. Mitchell Table. Oh, Mitchell. <laughs> Michael! <laughs> like, what? Here's my Put thing. all your cards on the table. <laughs> so, do y'all listen to a lot of true crime? Liz is becoming this, like, political manager. <laughs> My, how the tables have turned. <laughs> We're so good at marketing. Why have I never been on a marketing oh, team? Oh, we have an LLC now. I'm telling really? everybody. All you have to do I is go online that. and sign up, but I'm acting like... <laughs> well, it's like, we I'm an officiant now, because all you have to do is go online and sign up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're an LLC, no biggie. Um, Front face entertainment, baby. Yeah. I like it. Watch out for it. <laughs> okay. Uh, my thing is, do y'all listen to a lot of true crime? Oh, all the time. Okay. Not really, but so, I love murder. Somebody will call the cops, and it's about a stalking incident or something, mm-hmm. or a threat. And the cops will be like, well, we can't do anything yet because nothing has happened. Mm-hmm. So you want me to be shot first. Right. And right. then we can do something about it. Right. Okay. So, like, this guy who's a freaking Fruit Loop is out wandering around the world right now. It just yeah. is like amazes me. And I just feel bad for people like Taylor Swift, like knowing that they're still out there just because they have not physically hurt me yet. Yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be paranoid. Paranoid, paranoid. Have y'all heard of a little gal named Loretta Lynn? Yeah. I mm-hmm. think so. Okay, thank God, because we wouldn't be friends. <laughs> I used to make every friend watch Miner's Daughter when I met them. Well, thank God I've already watched yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and be like, have you watched it? If not, you're going to watch it. That's we'd even like come home. over and we'd watch it. Well, yeah. We did that several times. Yeah, I'd be, and every time I got to the part where she's like, the Grand Opry, <laughs> she's in front of the Ryman, I'd be like, I worked there. <laughs> I worked there. Wipe tear. Wipe, wipe. <laughs> That's how I am about Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he's like, all right, cute. <laughs> Anyway, back to Loretta. I'm kidding, but no, Bette Midler, love, love. Um, 
Thank you for giving her a second of your time. Yes. Um, so coming up with this episode was all due to this quote that I read in The Coal Miner's Daughter, the actual book that, you know, turned into the movie with Sissy right, Spacek. Right. Um, I always remember this and thought it was insane. But there is a direct quote from Loretta Lynn's book, Coal Miner's Daughter, and it says, Lately, I've been cutting down on all the phony stuff. I'm tired of all that work, pretending I'm something I ain't. I'm tired of the rollers and the creams, the eyelash curlers, the lipstick, the powder. I still use hot curlers to get my hair curly, then spray it. I must use a truckload of it every year. I used to wear a fall made out of Korean hair. After some fans cut off my curls with a pocket knife... My hairpiece was giving me a headache, so I gave it up this year. I don't wear fa false eyelashes anymore. Too many fans were pulling them off. And from now on, what you see is what you've got. What do you... <laughs> well, hold on. Let's give Whitney a moment. She's really pissed. No, my wig caught in the, um, the microphone. Um, what do you know about me? I wear fake hair. And fake eyelashes. And fake eyelashes. If a person came up to me that was supposedly my fan and ripped these suckers off, leaving me looking bald. <laughs> no. It would be on, on site. I would be on the magazines like Whitney Merritt beats up her fan. You'd be like, I'm picturing myself being that fan. <laughs> You're going to sell my eyelashes on eBay? Rude. It's not too hard. She just leaves them on hotel room sinks. Yeah. You go in my room at my house, or like <laughs> sometimes Minnie Pearl, my dog. If you haven't listened to season one, do it. But um, she was on you. But anyway, yeah, um, my dog is Minnie Pearl, and my cat is Dolly Anna Latrice. Um, <laughs> every once in a while, I'll see. I'm like, what is on you? It looks like something's in their hair. My eyelash will be matted into Minnie Pearl's hair. <laughs> I'm like, this is bad. So, anywho. Well, um, we shared a hotel room the other night. And right when I walk in the door, she goes, just so you know, don't touch these. These are my eyelashes right here on the sink. I didn't want you to think they were a spider or something. I said, don't worry. You should be glad that I have tape-ins now. Like, I super glue hair to my hair now. Because mm -hmm. I was clipping them out and laying them. So, I would have been like... Now, don't worry. Uh, that big stack of hair is mine. <laughs> and the eyelashes are When you came well. to my house, we went to a fire that night. <laughs> and she was like, I'm going to have to take my extensions out and let them air out because they're going to smell just like smoke. Yes, we went to the bonfire. And I was like, Lord, as soon as I get home, I'll have to air these suckers out. Do you out. spray them with Febreze at all? I should do that. You should. But I ended up not wearing them the next day, which, oh. <laughs> oh, God. I was in the, I was in back in Alabama like nobody cares but I was like somebody's gonna notice me without my extensions my mom was like oh I love it both ways and she's like oh don't even get me started <laughs> hey I did go to brunch the other day without makeup on yeah she did we went out in public oh. and Whitney did not have makeup on I was proud of you we're making progress I don't know I never I wear makeup like, yesterday after our photo shoot, I walked out of the house so that I could immediately take my makeup off. <laughs> Whitney was still, like, being super nice and talking to the people that took our photos. And I was like, okay, thanks, y'all. And I went outside. I'm like, <laughs> wiping all my makeup off. We got here. We, got, we, got, we were in Tennessee doing the photo shoot. We got back to Alabama. We were sitting at the table eating. And I said, did you take your makeup off? 
And she said, yeah, I did it on the porch, like, back in Tennessee. I was like, oh. And then, look, I bit on my, I took oh all my. my nails off in the car. I'm like, like a beaver gnawing my fingernails off. I got these really, like, Dolly Parton looking nails going on. They're, do you think? They're so cute, though. But do you think they could, we can see these in the photos at all? It was kind of stupid of me. But they're cute. No. So it's okay. I don't know. I'm going to have to wait to see the photos. <laughs> Uh, oh, God. <laughs> we'll get back to our stalkers, but I gotta say this. So, we were doing... So, part of the photo shoot was, uh, like, social media content. Mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> first of all, I am not a model. I, like, I'll say I can dance pretty good. You know, like, I can sing. I can write songs. I am not a model. Like, I felt so stupid. <laughs> mm-hmm. I felt so stupid. Me too. They were like, they are like, wave to the camera, and I'm like... <laughs> and i'm so freaking ignorant like i fr- it completely yeah. blanked my mind to even when he goes wait did you wave i said yeah <laughs> i forgot every time they'd be like okay when we get close wave my mom would go blank and i'm just like staring at the camera like <laughs> oh my god it's so true it's so funny so we may get these photos back and they may we may have five good well liz was a, a gorge but i may have five good ones of me no. Maybe, maybe. Our, it's just the it's just the real footage that we shouldn't share. <laughs> no, <laughs> like the video footage. All this TikTok footage will not go on TikTok. The whole time I'm like, I feel like a nerd because they wanted us to do the fake laugh. Yeah, and I was like, it's okay. And I kept going. <laughs> I saw somebody's Instagram caption the other day, and they're like, these boys have never done the fake laugh, and it shows because they're just like sitting there awkwardly with like a coffee or something. They're just like. <laughs> That's who I look like. I look like Chandler Bing in all those photos. That's <laughs> who I look like. They even gave us teacups and my tea. They're like, they're like, big drink out of your teacup and teacups covering my face. Her face and they're like, her nose. They were like, well, we need to see your face. <laughs> that was about the only thing I did right. Was yeah, you nailed that one. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I got us way off. (laughs) No, I did. Okay, so Dolly Parton, the queen, the mother. Um, The Mecca. (laughs) Dolly found a baby in a box at her gate with a note that explained the baby's name was Jolene. And her mother had left her there for Dolly to take care of her. Um, Dolly took the baby to social services and she wouldn't learn any more about the situation and admitted it all left her unsettled. That would leave me really unsettled, Mm -hmm. too. Like, I, being a mom, how could you ever leave your child somewhere? Just leave her. And be Jeez. like, because what if, well, Dolly didn't take her in. So it's like. Yeah. You abandoned your child for nothing. I mean, maybe maybe the lady was like, she was not in a spot to keep her. And a lot of times people assume if a woman doesn't have a kid that. Yeah, true. She must be so sad. She must want a kid. Yeah. I don't think. No, Dolly didn't. Dolly, do- I don't feel like Miranda Lambert wants a kid mm-hmm. at all. It is Some okay are like to not want kids. Yeah. Let's put it out there. Mm-hmm. You don't have to get married. You don't have to have kids. So if you see a lady that is childless, don't be setting your child in a basket and naming them after the song. <laughs> Please. Don't just offer them up. <sighs> okay, so we're going to do a transition, kind of. I work in banking, so I deal with a little bit of this. Every once in a while. Well, actually, I'd worked, when I worked front-end banking, now I work in the back. But 
I would deal with a lot of sweetheart scams. Do you know what that is? Mm-mm. Okay, so sweetheart scams are when people that are very vulnerable, very alone, um, get taken advantage of because um, people play on their their disadvantages oh, okay, and yeah. stuff. And so, a lot so, of times they'll say that they're a, they're catfishing them. They'll say that they're a celebrity or something. Yeah. Well, country music gets hit the most because mm-hmm. I think people think country music stars are so down to earth that they would reach out to me. They would talk to me on Facebook. That's so interesting. Yeah. yeah. And who was it? There was a country music star. That, oh, Granger Smith. Granger Smith actually was on a podcast. Um, it's his podcast, actually. In episode five, it, the title of the episode was called The Biggest Scam in Country. And he talks about mm-hmm. this phenomena of like, people using the faces of country music stars to scam people out of money so i dealt with this in my own life like at least three times where somebody would come into the bank be like um mom they'll be like my money or my account has all this fraud on it i was like okay well i was talking to this lady once we were trying to figure out all the fraud on her account and she i was telling her that i worked at the grand Ole opry because i have to have my i had my office all decked out in like opry stuff Mm -hmm. and she says well you know my boyfriend and i said i was thinking oh because she said my boyfriend works at the opry or he you know something like that i was like oh she must be thinking of like somebody that works backstage or something i said oh really i said who's your boyfriend she says colin ray Mm. And I was like, <laughs> your face working. <laughs> oh, just that. Oh. Uh, I was like, oh, I'll. Colin Ray was my very first Opry show. Like I have yeah. a special place for Colin Ray and his brother played for Miranda. Right. So I'm like, is that so? <laughs> so anyway, um, that was one of them. I think there was another person that had Grace, Ad- uh, Grace, Grace Atkins. That's his uh, Christian music <laughs> name. Uh, Trace Atkins. <laughs> He should have a country music album called Grace Atkins. That would be hilarious. <laughs> you heard it here first. So anyway, um, the official, oh, the official. Let me just read this. So, like I said, working in banking, I have become very familiar with the phrase sweetheart scams, and ironically, several of them included country music stars. Uh, sweetheart scam is also known as a romance scam. And it occurs when a criminal takes on a fake identity online to gain, gain a victim's trust. Scammers often target people who are in a vulnerable and lonely time in their life. The scammer then hides behind the trust and love for many means of manipulation and financial gain. While I, like I said, I've per- personally witnessed this, um, the re- relationship between fans and country stars is taken advantage of across many types of scams. And so I'm going to give y'all some examples of those. Okay. Uh, a scammer pretended to be Kenny Chesney, luring a North Carolina woman into a romance scam. The fake Kenny Chesney repeatedly asked the woman to send him gift cards with balances of anywhere from $25 to $250. In North Carolina alone, there has been $5.7 billion in financial scams at the hands of sweetheart scammers. That's, That's a lot of money. How, how do these people have time? How do they have time? I just... Listen, if anybody of any status reached out to me and was like, I need a $250 gift card. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, it better be to Texas Roadhouse because that's the only way you're getting one. That's another, and I'll probably repeat. <laughs> and I better go. <laughs> I may repeat this several times. But you can Google how much Kenny Chesney is worth. Yeah, for sure. So why? Why would he ask you for a $25 gift card? 
I need to make a target run. <laughs> I need Chick-fil-A gift card. Uh, a toilet paper. <laughs> it's just like COVID got the best me. I need that. Make it make sense. Oh my gosh. Um, people are I guess just people desperate. are so yeah, they're desperate. That's what it is. Lonely. Um, a woman in North Dakota was scammed out of $900 by someone she thought was George Strait himself. Mm. Fake George Strait kept asking her for money to be part of his fan club. Please, oh, please be part of my fan club. Pay me $900. I'm a starving artist. <laughs> <laughs> my name's George Strait. Have you heard of me? <laughs> um, a man named Dean was targeted by several, several, several Miranda Lambert accounts and fell in love with the singer. So much so, he sent Miranda, in air quotes, $16,000. Uh, Dean finally... Jesus. <laughs> Dean finally figures out that these accounts are fake, but he can't put away his love for Miranda. So then, the real Miranda announces her marriage to Brendan McLaughlin. Dean comes to all the... Wait, what? Dean goes to all the lengths to get Miranda's attention through letters in her mailbox, contacting her via social media, and filming a fake unaliving video. Oh, God. All this was brought to the attention of Dr. Phil when Shirley Dean... Or Shirley... <laughs> I'm keeping this one in. <laughs> Can I talk? <laughs> Please, for the love of God. The way you just melt in your seat out of disappointment for yourself. <laughs> okay, so all of this was brought to the attention of Dr. Phil McGraw. Tim McGraw's dad. Phil. <laughs> when Shirley, who was Dean's wife, he had a wife and he was like. <laughs> Oh my god. Dean's wife sends Dr. Phil um, a video of him. Um... Okay, so Shirley, <laughs> please take over. <laughs> but Dean's wife sends Dr. Phil a letter, okay, begging for his help. Now, we are going to include this link in the Instagram partner post because everyone should watch the clip of the show. It is so wild. I didn't even watch it. I did. <laughs> I did. Maybe we should play it. Well, oh, yeah, that'd be good. Should we play it? Yeah, if we can. Thank you for um, getting that sentence out for me. You're I was so welcome. Trouble. That's what I'm here for, really. <laughs> it's hot. I need fans. Snap, snap. I was scammed by several imposters that were posing as Miranda Lambert. I was online. I had a message come up thinking it was the real one. It kind of went from there. The first message that I got said, thanks for being a fan. Hope you enjoy my music. I was excited. I really enjoyed getting it. I miss I'm how sure we used to talk every minute of every day. Just know I will always love you. I didn't ever realize it. I fall in love with Miranda Lambert. Then I it did. became more of, hey, um, wait, wait, Dave, wait. can you help me out? She wanted help with getting a briefcase out of some storage place, and the company was closing up. She wanted $2,000 from me. I Two couldn't come up dollars. with $2,000. <laughs> the most I could get was $1,500, and I sent it to her in gift cards. These here are the cards that these imposters were asking for. There's Steam cards. There's Google Play cards. There's 
Google. There's Apple iTunes cards. There's Amazon cards. In total, the money that I gave out is probably over sixteen thousand dollars. Miranda was gonna pay me back. Miranda. I tried cashing them, and that's how I found out they were fraudulent. I started figuring out that they were scams. Even though I spent the money, I still can't get Miranda Lambert out of my head. I have tried to contact the real Miranda Lambert several times. Miranda Lambert, what a smile. I guess you could say I was kind of dating her, yeah. Looks good. I am head over heels in love with Miranda Lambert, even now. She's beautiful. Even though I'm married. I had to come clean with Shirley about everything, and she was angry. Before my wife gets home, I have to take my pictures off of the computer. But I can't focus on my marriage yet until I can get the thoughts of Miranda Lambert out of my head. I think about Miranda all the time. Miranda. Miranda well, Lambert. Shirley is the one who wrote the show, Desperate for My Help. It wasn't Dean. It was his wife, Shirley. She says she feels like Dean is cheating on her with Miranda Lambert and says there is no room for the country singer in their marriage. My husband's in love with Miranda Lambert, the country singer. I've told him, how can you be so dumb? What would Miranda Lambert want with a guy like you? The marriage right now is Damn. Damn. Living in some country. Murder. <laughs> I sleep in this bed, which is the air mattress. As long as I don't bring up Miranda's name, we get along great. There is no reason. He says he loves me, but he's not in love with me because he's in love with Miranda Lambert. No matter what I say, it doesn't get through to Dean. I believe my health issues has pushed him away. He said, I'm tired of being a caretaker. And I said, I'm your wife. I'm not some random woman that you can take care of. Mm. I know he has spent over $16,000. It makes me angry. I went two years without a vehicle. He quit paying bills. We're behind on everything. I am so mad at the people that scammed him. I wish they could hunt them down and put them in jail and get my money back. When he finds that he's got a Miranda Lambert scammer, he'll stop talking to that person, delete their account, but then another one will pop up. He thinks, yes, I got scammed, but this one is the real one. I said, you're on number what, five? I think he's crazy. Recently, Dean has told me he wants to be a music producer. These are my wall of guitars that I've bought. All this three. is the first time I've <laughs> ever heard of that. Over they here, I used to DJ. He believes being a music producer will get him closer to Miranda Lambert. Dean knows he's being scammed by these people and he keeps doing it. He thinks just maybe he'll find the right Miranda Lambert. It scares the hell out of me. <laughs> so do you want to share your your own message from yeah. Miranda? Okay, do first, you get so these? sometimes but say miranda lambert three times fast miranda lambert miranda lambert miranda it's lambert kind of i can't say miranda Lam i'm not gonna say miranda though miranda lambert My miranda goodness. <laughs> especially not if i was in love with her i know how to say her name <laughs> that'd be a first but place the to real start real miranda lambert mm -hmm. sent me a message and it says hi pretty face i know this <laughs> Hi, pretty face. I know this is like a dream to you. Thank you for being a fan. So, she didn't even have to ask. I sent her 2000 <laughs> I mean, 
mean, yeah. What else do you do when somebody calls you pretty face? Yeah, I mean, she didn't have to ask for anything. Say less. <laughs> I got an engagement ring and I'm heading to her show. <laughs> Miranda. Forget Dean. Forget Dean, Miranda. <laughs> Oh, okay, yeah. so. there's there's more clips that y'all have to go on oh and watch doctors will actually confront this dude, but it's wild. Can you imagine can you imagine if Jeff was like he works in the industry though, but can you imagine if he said he was in love with Lori Morgan? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that one time she scraped her boobs her against him. <laughs> boobs left that glitter all across my chest and from there it was over. I just sent her a (laughs) $6,000 Buffalo Wild Wings card. (laughs) Dead. Okay, so, as I said, Trace Atkins, not Grace. um, Good old Gracie. (laughs) Sandy Johnson was a super fan of Trace and was going through some serious health complications. She had a framed pic of the singer at her bedside for comfort through many hospital stints. This love for the singer and her vulnerability vulnerability at the time made Sandy the target of scammers according to her husband Kevin through a Facebook called a Facebook group called I Love Trace Adkins Sandy began messaging Trace Adkins because you know they make their own fan groups (laughs) (laughs) or that's what they claimed they were Trace (laughs) explained that they always made time in their schedule to talk to dedicated fans their messages got more and more personal as time went on then Trace said he wanted to don- donate his personal Ford truck to her since she was going through so much. There was just one thing Trace needed to make this work. And that would be for Sandy to send a token fee of $200 toward a charity. Thankfully, Sandy realized in, the mo- in this moment that she was being exploited. Though she was hurt and embarrassed, Sandy is still a Trace Adkins fan. Wow. That's nice. That is you know. nice. It's nice that she's not mad at the real person. She's just mad at the fakes, you know. I think you should make an I Love Whitney Merritt group. I should. I already have one. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm not even a part of it. Are you Are you exploiting people through that? I might be, okay. but I'm not going to talk about it here. I can guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> Dead. Oh, this one had me freaking weak because this is the most random person to impersonate. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I feel like this is a lie. Could you see her making this up? Yes. Okay. You'll, you'll understand once we say it. So, a scammer impersonating Rhonda Vincent convinced a man that he was having an affair with the singer and also convinced him to send thousands of dollars in gift cards. It got so bad that the man's wife started to reach out to Rhonda, accusing her of sending nudes. <laughs> I just... This <laughs> is just blinking. <laughs> All because I can picture is Rhonda Vincent walking through the Opry in her prom dress. Yeah. All I can picture is how upset she got that Daly and Vincent became members before she did. That it was a thing. That's going to be me when Josh <laughs> Josh makes it up and be like, are you serious? He works, he plays every night and all I do is one gig a year and he got it. It's going to be like football when they hand him like the trophy or whatever you're going to tackle. Yeah. <laughs> Come up. Boom. <laughs> right in that bearded face. <laughs> Josh, I'm just kidding. Thank you for this podcast uh, stuff. <laughs> Thank you for my podcast starter kit. <laughs> so 
So yeah, that was all of the little. There's tons. We could go on for hours, but that was the that was the main tea. It's crazy. Oh gosh. You do you know any crazy stalker stories? You have quite a few fi- friends oh in Nashville. Um, I love when you're like just out and somebody comes up behind them and like they obviously want to talk to them, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're just like, like I'm thinking about this one that happened at Live Oak a few months ago. And I was sitting with somebody and I saw this woman walking across the bar and she's like just kind of like floating across mm-hmm. the room. And it was the, the eyes are kind of glossed over. Yeah. I've been wanting to talk to you for so long. And I kind of just no to um, somebody else with, oh. and so we just kind of like she turned around, and talked to her, and the rest of the group just kind of like went to the other side. But I was like, <laughs> "That's freaky. I can never." <laughs> Morgan and Liz both have friends that are in high places. I have friends that are in low places, but yeah, y'all probably you know have dealt with some stuff. But watch Morgan. Tea? Once Morgan, um, she can't say, she has some exciting news, but she can't say it right now, but. True, true. Um, we I'm, may be, be in a bar one day and somebody's like, I've been wanting to talk to you for a long time. <laughs> and then that's when we you know, be like, oh crawl God. under the table. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be your security that night. Your security detail. It, it's so funny though, because you can tell like they're on a mission, but they're kind of trying to act nonchalant, but they're like. This chair is just, I don't know if it's going to make it through the podcast. You couldn't pay for that sound effect there. Oh yeah. Gosh. Well, Jeff didn't even have to put that in. That's an all natural sound effect. You know, we like that authentic. We've had these chairs for a long time. Don't, don't take it personally. I'm um, so we worked at the Aubrey for a long time. Me and Liz have talked about some of our crazy moments, but what is some of the, like, just share, spill everything you can think of, like funny moments, weird moments. Um, we want it all. Well, there's a lot that comes to mind, <laughs> but the one that comes to mind is about me kind of being a stalker in a situation okay. because I met somebody at the time. I didn't know who she was, but then like. I've replayed the scenario about 500 times in my mind if I could go back. Mm-hmm. And one of my number one artists is Ashley McBride. Oh, yes. So I met her in the hallway backstage, and I was like, she's an artist. You know, she was like, she was just gleaming, and she had these tattoos, and she was like just floating her way to the stage just on cloud nine. And she smiled, and I smiled, and I was like, I bet she was an artist. And then like, a couple months later, I'm like her biggest fan. <laughs> but yeah, that was crazy. Do you know what's crazy about that? So we were there when she made her debut. Yeah. And when she was on stage, I was like, she looks like Morgan. Y'all look alike. Yeah. If I you had tattoos, y'all would look alike. I think Maybe the too. curly hair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I went to her induction and that was awesome. Um, she looks so different now. Yeah. It kind of makes me sad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I remember that night everybody was wearing... I I think I've talked about it on here, but everybody was wearing Ashley McBride t-shirts. I was like, who in the world is mm-hmm. this? Yeah. And then she got like a standing ovation yeah. and she sang again, um, Girl Going Nowhere. What's that song? Yeah, Girl Going Nowhere. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, she's good. Oh, yeah. She was good. Yeah. Whew. She is good. Yeah. But yeah, that night. Because I remember, you know how when someone makes their Opry debut, there's always a camera crew following them and stuff like that. That's We were in there like getting our marching orders 
pre-show. <laughs> and I saw her up there with the camera. You know what's embarrassing when we... Okay, so we would do our little meet and... What would we, what did we call that? Huddle? A pre-shift? Yeah. Pre-shift, huddle, yeah. whatever the heck it was called. Every time they'd go through the list, they'd go, Bobby Osborne, and I'd go, Woo! <laughs> I remember one time we went to a show and I don't remember who was playing, but somebody done like a fiddle solo and everybody just kind of sat there and you started hollering and you're like, imagine being up there and everybody's just sitting there looking at you and you're like killing it. Yeah. And from then on, I started hollering for people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I you can't that. come from my family where my mom, there was a video, we were at a Miranda, or somebody posted a video of a Miranda Lambert concert and you can hear my mom in the back. Yeah. She was called the mouth of, a, of the South growing up because she just yells. She's loud. And I sometimes I have to pat her. I'm like, let's chill. <laughs> Calm down. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> my, my phone was sitting on this cord. Oh. And it created a clicking sound. Oh, and I was like, oh, what the fuck? I'm glad you're in charge of all that. I, I just sit over here and gab. Um, I want to. I want you to finish your stories, but and this may be one of them. But anytime I think about us, I think about us and Kelly Pickler because yeah. me and you uh, moved Selma Dry stuff <laughs> here, there, and yonder. Packed that crap up, wrapped it up in tissue paper. I mean, how many times? So many times. Gosh. It was so funny though. It was. They gave us the most fragile stuff mm-hmm. to move across the entire town. So, in the opera shop, they used to sell Kelly Pickler's. She had a home decor line that was named after her grandmother. Mm-hmm. And it sold a little bit, but I understood why it didn't sell. Because when you're going to the Grand Ole Opry, you're not looking for home decor. Yeah. You're looking for a sparkly t-shirt and a little keychain, okay? Especially if you're getting on a plane yeah. in two hours. So, they tried so hard to sell this stuff. Oh, my gosh. So, we, me and Morgan went down to the CMA Fest, and we... <laughs> to in charge of the Selma Dry and we were right beside Blake Shelton's Old Red stuff when we sold Old Red uh, maybe they still do I don't know but we had to listen to Old Red the song on a loop mm-hmm. for a week well I guess from Wednesday to Sunday yeah oh, long enough. and Alexis was over there and occasionally yeah. she'd just wave yeah we'd, we'd be like hi Alexis <laughs> I can see her waving now. It's every, like it was like every time she came because the register was on the other side. Every time she came around to our side, she'd be like, "Hi!" I remember we would take selfies and then make sure she was in the background. <laughs> <laughs> She's like Forrest Gump. Yeah, looked in it, guys. But um, so we we so love we, you. We, yeah, we love you, Alexis. You're your sunshine. Mm-hmm. Literally sunshine. Um, I miss working mornings with Gloria and Alexis. What Gloria. a set of... God, jeez. Oh, Did you work with Gloria? Okay, I, one of my last days was when she came in to interview. And she came in, she was just like kind of you standing in line. <laughs> and I was like, do you need something? Because she wasn't holding anything. She's like, oh, I'm here to meet. And I can't remember who the manager was. And I was like, oh, okay, I'll go get them. And that's like my extent yeah. of what I know about Gloria. We had to teach her all of the country stars. We would quiz her. Who did she think Blake Shelton was? I think she said like Johnny Cash or something. Like it yeah. was something outrageous. No, I think it was Johnny Cash. And we were like, wild. And it was in the old shop. So we could really see the, that stupid Jumbotron thing. That what big was screen. That, that yeah. rotation of, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm going to bring up. What was what? their names? Which one? On the road. They sang a Johnny Cash song or something. It was the quartet of people. Oh, Home Free. Home Free. What did they sing on that? Um, 
I feel like it was like a medley, like different things they went in Liz, and out. Liz, I could not take, they changed it before you got in the shop, but there was this medley of like, did they though? Because I remember this okay, thing. Okay, maybe you it were still in there. It was the exact same the whole time I was there. Oh, okay. never changed. I thought they, maybe I'm thinking of the other And shop. it was Scotty McCreary, five more minutes, because yeah. I'd go through the shop okay, and I'd say, good. five more okay, good. minutes. <laughs> yeah. So I can never keep the timeline of like who was there and when and yeah. all that, but. Gosh, I remember that home free one. They would go up and they would kick their leg up and yeah. put it down. Um, but anyway, back to Kelly Pickler. Yeah. We got to work our meet and greet, and she was the nicest person. Mm -hmm. I've seen things now where they're like investigating her for her husband's death. Really? I'm like, I haven't heard really? a lot about that. She mm -hmm. is super nice. There's I no way. I could not see that. There's at no all. way. I think people are just trying to make a. They're reaching. Thing. Yeah. Because she is the the night. Anytime somebody asks me who have you met, I'm like Kelly Pickler was the nicest person ever. Mm -hmm. She would let people look at their picture, and she's like, "Is that okay? Do mm -hmm. we need to take another one?" Yeah. So I like her. Better. Charlie Daniels is super nice too. Yeah. I do want to hear more of your stories, yeah, but I please. do. I, I do have one about Keith Urban. I'll tell later. I have one about Keith Urban that I want to talk about. Do you remember what I'm talking about with the sound check, and we were like in our pre shift. And I don't remember. I think it was Karen was the manager that night. So she, like, obviously was pretty cool. And she was like, Yeah. Well, we'll just watch for a second. And so he went through his whole, like, acoustic set. Mm hmm. And um, I don't know if Sue was there, but she was obsessed with him, obviously. Yeah. And I Miss remember Sue. we were trying to video him, and you dropped your brand new phone and cracked it. <laughs> but I just remember, like, we would clap after we had watched for a while. We clapped. And he was like, I can't even see who's out there. And then when he saw us, he like acknowledged us, and it was really nice. But, That's nice. Yeah, I got uh, that phone that day. I never like, met him or anything. What'd you say? You got it that I day? I got that phone that day. <laughs> and I was like such a stupid person. I'd be like, the security guard looked in our direction. I was like, oh, I shouldn't be filming this or something. So I took my phone down. It hit and the pew. And then he was videoing too. it went down. Yeah. Dang. That like, sucks. Keith Urban, you owe me a phone. <laughs> <laughs> but what were you gonna say about Keith Urban? Oh, so I was doing a tour backstage. This plays in with like the stalkers, okay? I was doing a tour backstage. It was one of those behind the curtain tours. Mm -hmm. So those were the expensive tours right before the show started. It was a thirty-minute tour, and you had to be on stage to see the curtain come up. Hence the name behind the curtain, right? <laughs> So I'm back there and I'm showing these people and they all seemed pretty cool, but there was one lady and I was like, keeping an eye, feeling? yeah, <laughs> keeping an eye on you. Well, Keith Urban walked through. It was the mail room, the mm -hmm, you know, house. yeah. Um, and he walked through and y'all, this lady jumped <laughs> on him, and I'm taller than he is, especially in my cowboy boots, and I'm like. A good inch and a half to two inches taller than him. He's so short. Um, <laughs> side note. <laughs> side note. He's so short. Exclusive only. You're getting this here. <laughs> but she jumped on him, and y'all, just reaction. I grabbed her wrist, and I whipped her back. Mm. And I, it didn't hurt her or anything. Yeah. Plus, she was too enthralled to even give a crap that yeah. I grabbed her. But then I realized, oh, my God, I grabbed this random person, and so I dropped her wrist. But I, like, had to hold her back, and Keith Urban was like, no, no, it's okay, it's okay. And he, like, let Aww. her give him a hug and stuff. And she, I thought she was going to, like, hyperventilate and die right there. Mm. And I'm just He's like, so I nice. need y'all to chill. So, so well. So, nice. so then he walked away, and I was like, all right. That went really well. But as we go through, I need everyone to stay with me. 
or else we're not going to be able to stay back here. What do they call people in Nashville that are super fans? And germs. Are like, germs. Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. Really? Oh, yeah. We had so. there was a, a lot few of germs working at the Grand Ole Opry. Yeah. Was I one of them? No. Yes. <laughs> I don't want to say bright. anything. I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're okay. We're all kind of three. Like, we love working in the industry, but we can kind of chill out. Like, right. Well, yeah, because it's like, I saw, you should just know how to act, bro. Yeah, I saw freaking Miranda Lambert at Kroger, mm-hmm. and I didn't say anything to her. Like, I did, though. I argued with you about that. I was like, I would have went up to her, and you're like, she's know. literally just grocery shopping. I'm like, I see that, but like, that's a once-in-a-lifetime It was. Thing. Because you would have approached her differently. You would have been like, mm-hmm. I know you get this all the time, but seriously, yeah. I love you so much. Well, she would have like, jumped in her buggy or anything. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Even though you'd want to. Take but me home! She was with Anderson East. <laughs> yeah. And I, they were kind of like cuddled up, and mm-hmm. I was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be cock blocking or something. I went up to Nora <laughs> Jones once at War Memorial, and I was like, I love your music so much. And she was like, kind of rude, actually. Why and that are made me like so that? sad. I don't know. Pe- what, what causes people, like, once they hit, maybe they're always like that, once they hit fame, they get this like. A lot of people, I don't know. Yeah, but you know who has some of the worst stalkers? That's Carrie Underwood. <laughs> Carrie Underwood has a stalker list that Jimmy keeps up at the desk, the security desk. But that's why she blocks off that whole back hallway. It's because mm-hmm. she's, like, terrified. So when we take tours back there, we can't even go back there. Wow. Can you imagine having to live like that, though? No. That's it's literally so scary. Didn't uh, Hunter Hayes, he had a girl that tried to climb over. Remember there was, now they have a parking lot there. But between, like, where the, um, what's his name? Roy Acuff's house mm-hmm. and our the employee parking lot. Now they have that new parking lot mm-hmm. where you pay or something. There was somebody. There was like a wall there, and this girl tried to climb over because Hunter Hazel's at the Opry. Yikes! Oh, wow. My girl. <laughs> People are nuts, dude. I'm just like, where do you get the audacity? <laughs> you know what I mean? Jeez. Hunter Hazel is good. I saw him like three times in concert. Mm-hmm. I've never seen him. I don't think he's good. He, puts he on plays the show. all kinds of instruments, right? Mm-hmm. He, he lived behind everything. Belmont for a little, when I was a that. little, like, when I was a little girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> when I first got to Belmont, people told me that. I was like, oh, So. That's funny. I remember Hayden Panettiere used to hang out at that little Mexican restaurant across from. She used to come into Fleet Street when I was working there. Mm-hmm. What, Chagos? Yeah. I only went there a couple times. I love that place. They're reopening it, too, and I'm very excited. Yay. I drove by Belmont yesterday, and I'm like, they take they up have, a new block every time I'm by Yeah, there. there's like five new buildings, two more dorms, and I'm going to be able to tell people. I went to Belmont when it was only on this little block here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was an OG. It really is crazy. Isn't we are We're OG Belmont kids. Mm-hmm. Cool. But then people are going to cool. listen to this and be like, no, because I went there when Minnie <laughs> Pearl went there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, OG my foot. <laughs> I went there when it was only a women's school. <laughs> Belmont College. Man, yeah. I wish we worked at the Opry together. Yeah. Oh we would have had such a riot of a time. Would have gotten in trouble, probably. Yeah. This is the Because I mo- used to get her in trouble for oh, no yeah. reason. Yeah. Troublemakers. I don't know how we didn't get in more trouble. Because I, people used to be cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. True. We had... We were kind of friends with the manager, so... Yeah. We got away with a lot. <laughs> and then they left, and yeah. it was like... Once... Yeah, once certain people left, it was like, oh. Yeah, that's true. We're too like it's uppity super, for all that. It's super cool that you had a manager once that let you watch Keith Urban because I, my manager did not. 
someone cool's in there, you can't even go in there. Don't even think about it. Don't even. They would act peek. like you're a kindergartner. It's Close like, your ears. Right literally, now. I would have to go around that back door yeah. into where the there's steps, and then you clock in. I was never allowed to go through there if people mm. were in there. I mentioned this on on here before, but when the Eagles <laughs> were rehearsing with Vince Gill. Oh, yeah. And they were like, you can't go to the break room, and you got to go outside and around and clock in there and then come back through here, and then you can go take your break well, out on the lawn. Even mm. even like, somebody who was an Eagle, I can't remember exactly who it was, but he wouldn't even let Sally Williams backstage. It was Don Henley. Thank you. I think that's, that's wild. <laughs> and I was like, she runs the place. <laughs> She's allowed She's to go anywhere. She's in charge of this operation. <laughs> She's literally a rock. She'll anywhere. kick you out. I have so many memories, but the main one with me and Morgan is... Oh, should we tell why we call each other cornbread and pinto beans? Sure. For sure. Because I don't know this. Because when I moved to Nashville, like, there was barely anybody that was on the same level as me as far as... Like, everybody else, like, once people move to Nashville, they start talking like, have you heard of... This weird band name, I don't even know. But me and we, have you heard like, of Home Free? Yeah, I don't know. Like they, they talk like they're from LA. I remember being at Belmont. I'd be like, and people would say, "You're country." I don't think I'm as country as you. Yeah, but or I'll say I'm not country, and then people are like, "Yes, you are." I'm like, okay, well, whatever. So anyway, what? How did? What was the story go like? One of us said, "Your country is cornbread" or something. Yeah, and. I guess you just, I don't remember. It was when we were leaving notes for each other because usually you would work one shift and <laughs> yeah. I would work the other at first. And then uh, I don't remember what happened, but you ended up putting like a note on my register that said something about cornbread and I started calling you Pinto Bean. Yeah. And so basically anyway, just saying so we're, we're cornbread, <laughs> cornbread and Pinto Beans. Um, <laughs> we can't talk about who we talked about, but you said she was angry. She was revving her motor. And I was like, oh my gosh. Okay, so I like trauma dumped on Whitney. Like as soon as I met her, I told her all of my family issues and what all had been happening. And part of it was that they were coming by and revving their motor, literally by my parents' house. And she was like, "Oh wow!" And I was like, "Yeah, it's crazy." And you know, I'm just telling her this whole story. And then somebody got mad at a customer, and she was like, "I need to get you right here." And I was like, "Oh, she got mad. She revved her motor." And that was like from then on, we we're best Died. friends. Died. Uh, I had already trauma dumped. <laughs> So part yeah, again that didn't make you close. <laughs> it was the comeback yeah. that made you close. The uh, back to Selma Dry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> one of the most iconic Morgan and Whitney moments was when. Where is she from? Kelly Pickler's from North Carolina, South yeah. Carolina, mm-hmm. and she had a you know people would make cutting boards that were the shape of their yeah. Well, she had one of North Carolina, mm-hmm. and <laughs> this guy goes by and he picks it up and he says. What did he say? He said, that looks like Kentucky. He come through and he's showing his wife these different things. Like, I guess just kind of mansplaining, you know. And he grabs you that do. cutting board and he goes, I think that's Kentucky or something. <laughs> <laughs> he killed me. I would have been like, no, that's Wyoming, actually. <laughs> and no, that's Rhode Island. <laughs> it, it adds to it because in all conversations, I would bring up Owensboro or I'd bring up that I was from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of... I don't know if you realize, but I'm actually from Kentucky. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm from Kentucky. If y'all didn't know. Anytime we talk about an artist that's from Kentucky, I'm like, Kentucky! (laughs) Do you know um, Taylor Austin Dye? Yes. Okay. She had a shirt on the other day that the whole thing was like 
sublimating and it was a map of kentucky and owensboro was like up on her shoulder or something what and i started to send it to you and i was working and i never sent it to you but you need that shirt man i don't even know what the main thing was because she like cut her hair over it (laughs) but it's just an entire map of kentucky i'm from right (laughs) there's a t-shirt there's a t-shirt company it's called uh kentucky kicks ass Mm -hmm. and they've got the for any event they have the kentucky state and they make it into something yeah it's really cool like the theme of whatever's going Mm -hmm. on it's really neat too funny well this was a good tooting good time we've got to do this again (laughs) for sure because there's so much that's gone on at the opry if walls could talk it's like you can't even can't even think of it all Mm -hmm. gosh now when you get big and famous just know that i'm going to exploit your fans because I don't want to work at the bank anymore, okay? Okay. Is that I'm okay? I'm going to do the same for you. Okay. I'm going to start a sweetheart scam. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, pretty face. <laughs> what the heck? That's how we need to end the episode. Just Bye, Morgan pretty going, face. Hi, pretty face. <laughs> well, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. <laughs> we all speak like, in our own squeals. I know. I like it when you squeal. Oh my I like gosh! It when you squeal. What? When you got your merch box, that was such a good video. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you for doing that. Thank yeah. you for sending it to me. I thought it was awesome. The yeah. next podcast, we're going to have you on. You're going to tell us the history of the Jeep Duck. Okay. My nephew just <laughs> stole all of mine. Give them back. I found one out in their lawn, and I just grabbed it and put it back in my Jeep. I didn't even say anything. You're just every time you go over there, you get one back. Yeah. <laughs> you steal one back. Doesn't Jeff give Billy his? Yeah, all That's the ones funny. that Jeff well, gets. Some people are more mature than I am. I couldn't give it. I couldn't <laughs> give them up. <laughs> I wouldn't give them up either. Jeff's a sucker. I mean, Billy's face is just—you can't say no. She goes duck. Actually, it sounds like something else. Yeah. I love that, though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, thanks um, for being here. Thanks for having me. I'll show you my peacocks. Okay. <laughs> Let me see your peacock. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening to Spillin' the Tea. Whitney Merritt and Liz Ent are co-hosts and co-producers. The show is edited by Jeff Ent. Our theme song is sung by Whitney Merritt. You can follow us on Instagram at spillinthetea underscore podcast, Facebook at spillinthetea, and TikTok at spillinthetea-nash for all updates and additional podcast materials. We want to hear from you, so be sure to send your comments, leave reviews, give us your ratings, and share us with a friend. And most importantly, y'all come back now, you hear? Bye.